you who are about to experience the corpse cast, we would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 327 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. And I'm Steve. Steve, that was quicker than usual. The, I know. The, I, know. Uh, something... I don't want to be too quick. <laughs> well, we want to please our ladies. If that's if that's what you're be... talking about. Well, you know. I don't want to be too quick. It's true. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's... I'm a... yeah. we're a man, so who cares how long it takes, right, for us? Anyway, wow. Wow. wow we got right into that. that. We didn't that... waste any time, did we? That went down really quick. <laughs> wow, that was also right. filthy, too. Yeah. Um, oh, this episode, we're actually going to be talking about uh, some Spanish horror. And we've got we got a couple of movies, the first one being a Guillermo del Toro. Um, one of his very first, but not his very first. His uh, third. Horror movie, yeah. Uh, the Devil's Backbone from 2001. He actually, I didn't know this, but he did uh, Mimic. From like 1997 or right, something that I'd right. seen yeah. in the 90s, I didn't know he did it. He wasn't that big of a name back then. I feel like, I mean, if I feel like, I mean, it wasn't as big then as it was now. I think he did Chronos too, because I right. saw Chronos in at the Tower Theater when I was in high school. Okay, see, I've I never, think I've never seen Chronos, or else it was it was yeah. it was with a high school buddy. Yeah. I do know that, yeah. so I I don't know if we were in high school or not. But uh, we're going to be talking about that, and then we're going to be talking about. And I don't like this term very much because it seems to be something that people say a lot and people get all wild about it and they say it, but something that's not necessarily horror, but it's horror adjacent. I don't like it when people say it because it's like nobody said. It's we used to say things like it's kind of horror. It's a drama. You yeah. know, with, with, but I could see how, you know, is it? But I mean, you could even say that about Devil's Backbone. Is it a classic horror? Yeah, but the Devil's yeah. Backbone at least yeah. has some supernatural right, stuff right. in it. But we're going to be talking about the Skin I Live In from 2011, both Spanish movies, and uh, well, we'll uh, yeah, uh, I guess yeah, we'll just get to talk about them. So just chill out and get off my back. <laughs> Jeez, it's not easy. Okay, guys, could give me the pressure. Uh, anyway, so um, how's your week's been? I mean, you got anything to report, dude? Fuck winter. Oh, fuck, dude, it's fuck coming winter. back. I fucking hate winter. So it's it's thirty three degrees out there right now. It's it's it's, it's the third day of spring, bro. <laughs> fuck winter. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's it not only that, but it's been snow and snow. So it's it's a pain. My 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 socks are wet, and it's just come on. I'm trying to wear shorts, guys. Dude, we've got winter all weekend long. We do. Yeah, yeah. I oh, just bum me out. Thanks fuck for winter. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got two things. So, um, something I found today, I'm just scrolling on my Facebook, Uh-oh. and I found a band named Silly Goose. Silly. Like, literally, their name's Silly Goose. <laughs> and the style of music is new metal. And I listen to it, I'm like, straight up new metal rap rock type of stuff, yeah, right? you lost me already. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing, because a while back, I went to a concert, I took my daughter to a concert, the opening band was called Dead, D-E-D. And they were totally new metal. I'm I loving this. A bunch of twenty year old kids coming out the it's funny because they're like these they they look like uh they would be playing in uh I don't know, some kind of indie, you know, indie uh you know, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna have our lattes or I don't know what I don't oh know what those God. kids are. but they come out and they're like talking about growing up in the hood and and like F you and I'll F and shove this up your ass. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is probably the greatest thing. I just wanna say I'm I'm so glad that new metal's coming back. I may be the only one, okay? I think you're the only but one. But I do not care because I love it and I've been I, listening to it all day. I think the guys that even play it don't like it. Well, I don't care. They make it. <laughs> it's funny because like, I feel like I was a little too old for new metal a little bit because, you know, <laughs> you know, late 90s, I mean, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm not in high school anymore, you right, know? It's like right. late 90s and early 2000s. I mean, I was kind of an adult with like real job and stuff, but I'm like, screw it. I'm getting, I'm getting into this stuff with, you know, Limp Bizkit. Uh, Come on, $3, $3 bill y'all. 
And then significant other, come on, man. No, I could never Beautiful. I could never fucking do it. I fucking hate those bands. Oh, wow. wow. That's See, that's just a lot of negativity. We don't need that. I know. I know. I'm we don't to need be, that, man. I, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I did find, uh, I want to tell you about something I found. Oh. Um, if you go to facebook.com slash monster dot trunk, okay? It's a guy named James Howard. In, uh, okay, so basically, uh, there's a boutique store here in uh, Salt Lake City called Spooks, right? Yeah, on uh, State for, Street. For those here, it's 3400 South State, yeah. about, approximately. Yeah. And uh, I saw some I saw him post some cool things, like, hey, by the way, we have these little plaques that have, like, for instance, uh, the actual water from um, from Crystal Lake up at Camp Nobi Scobo, and and pieces of the pieces of wood that that made up the things, and awesome. and so I went I went and got three of them. They're right awesome. there. That's awesome. I got I got some Crystal Lake water. I got uh, the um, some something from one of the cabins, and then I got some shavings from the bridge that the Lost Boys were hanging up hanging <laughs> off of. In Santa Cruz, in Santa, well, Santa Clarita, actually, but yeah, well, it's in Santa Cruz. Well, I don't, I don't know where it is. It's all the I've same to me. It's great. It's all it's the same up, to me. Yeah, Aptos, Aptos, and Santa Cruz. Yeah. But I'm just, see, I don't know any anything about that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying. So, um, if you that stuff's pretty cool. Facebook.com/slash/monster.trunk. And uh, see, I can go right on the street here, out on the corner, and get some crystal meth water. From a guy, bro. <laughs> I'm sure he's selling crystal meth. But but would you put it on a plaque? And I no, don't I don't know no. if you should. Uh, I'm not sure if, if you want to uh, send that uh, crystal via meth water. USP instead of Crystal Lake water, dude. But that's think, cool though. That's but think cool. about it though. I like it. We could go get stuff from uh, what uh, Hereditary, you know, Carnival. You, like, remember that. That, oh yeah, uh, cemetery scene up in oh, Sandy. Yeah, we go up to true. Park City, find we could find the uh, that pole that that oh, chick yeah. knocked her head off. Right, <laughs> you know, right. I think that's actually a prop. The actual pole. We was. could get uh, grass shavings from uh, Michael Meyer House. In, Michael Meyer, uh, yep, Michael yeah, House part. You know, from yeah, part five, four. Four. Was it four? I think four. it was. Yeah, yeah I think four. it was four. And yeah. then uh, what about uh, bats? The nineteen ninety nine great with <laughs> the man Lou Diamond four, Phillips. Four. My man, your man, Lou yeah. Diamond Phillips. Filmed out in Magna, right? Or uh, what, what was that uh, old horror? Um, oh shit! You're talking about Carnival of Souls Carnival down Souls. at the Saltaire. Salt yeah, yeah. Go down there. <laughs> I'm thinking I should start off a little thing. It's you funny because I was talking to my sons about it. One of my sons, was, I was like, "Dude, I know where." Uh, I almost said Tom Brady, but I meant. Uh, oh, now I just lost his name. Come on, the serial kid, Ted Bundy, where Ted Bundy's house was. Right? We should go dig up some some uh, some uh, stuff. He goes. He goes, Dad. You don't see a moral issue with that selling, making a profit off of people Dude. suffering. I'm like, first of all, f you. I'm trying to make a buck here. Okay, number one, number two. He goes, he goes. I can, I, I could talk to the person there. I'm sure they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even mind me taking it. You what know. Do, what do you mean? We know somebody that's who what, lives in his old apartment. That's what I'm saying. Know? Yeah, literally. We. And I, I'm still. Here's the thing. I've been trying to talk Mike into. Doing an episode from Ted Bundy's old. Well, it wouldn't be that hard to talk me into and, and do it. And, Let's do it and and having a doing a Ouija board. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember we were going to do the Ouija board. <laughs> I forgot about that. I have a Ouija board. See, it's over there, You're right there. We're looking. I'm looking at it. We could do the Ouija board. We could. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know, dude. But well, hey, that's. I don't, we'll see. We'll see if she'll let us into her house first of all, and then we'll right, go right, from there. Right. <laughs> no, but anyway, so yeah. Just joking about uh, getting we could the get, dirt, though. We Come could on. get sand from the sandlot. Not horror, I know. Yeah, we could, couldn't we? We could get sand from the I, sandlot. We could get a bunch of stuff, I'm yeah. sure. We could even get like something from what, 3 o'clock high. Oh, I don't even... Yeah. Did you ever see 3 o'clock no, high? No, I did not. Oh, oh, classic 80s John Hughes spoof, you know? Oh, really? Oh, okay. No, yeah, never no, caught it. Great. Yeah, 3 o'clock high. Anyway, yeah, so we... Yeah, well, I guess, I'm, I guess I got my side <laughs> hustle. <laughs> I'll figure it out. So we'll go from there. And yeah, man, you got anything uh, else uh, we want to talk about? Or oh, I I'm I don't know. I don't know. Just fuck winter. Yeah, I, I'm so okay, I feel it. like I feel like we made that fairly clear. <laughs> All right, but uh, why don't we do this then? Why don't we go ahead and play a trailer for the Devil's Backbone, which nice. will probably. Be in all Spanish, so nobody understands. Like well, we did that with the Japanese I'm, movies. I'm sure there are a lot of Spanish-speaking folks out there. Yeah, well, there are, yeah. sure. Yeah, but you, uh, you uh, may hear a, a word or two. Like I learned the word for, you know, a couple of naughty words from this movie. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we'll go and play that. We'll be right back to talk about the movie. Nice. 
¿Usted cree fantasmas? Ayúdame. Yo creo que he visto uno. Aquí. ¡A clase! ¡Vamos! ¿Qué es un fantasma? Ayúdame. ¿Quién suspira? Un evento terrible condenado a repetirse una y otra vez. Quedan diez lingotes más. No tienen padres. No tienen a nadie. Están desesperados de hambre. Mira cómo comen. Todos ahí abajo. Algo muerto que parece por momentos vivo aún. Un granito de fuerza. Un granito de fuerza. Un sentimiento suspendido en el tiempo. ¿Y el fantasma dónde está? Llegó con la bomba. Como un insecto atrapado en ámbar. Vivís siempre pensando que había un tiempo después. No hay más tiempo, Carlos. No hay un después. All right, we're back to talk about Devil's Backbone at this time. This is Steve, and <laughs> along with me is Mike, as always. Dude, we yeah. are back to talk about the this Devil's movie backbone. at this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It doesn't matter, dude. <laughs> Devil's Backbone coming at 7.4 on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no kidding. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, pretty awesome. Devil's Backbone came out in, what, 2001? 2001 now some people say it's like a goth horror you know yeah, and some okay. people even like have a hard time classifying it as a horror you know mm-hmm. um i've i've heard people like is this a horror movie you know yes it has a ghost in it mm-hmm. you know but is it a is it a horror and i would like to get into that okay you know? like, sure. i don't think it's a cool horror so he's like the exorcist or friday the 13th or friday the 13th or sure. you know or or the shining or something uh-huh. like that you know so this is directed by Guillermo del Toro, who has got what twelve movies, and uh, you know, uh, dude, he has a know. he has a ton of movies. Yeah, you know, like twelve movies. Is that it? Yeah, he's got the Hellboys. Yeah. He's got Blade Two. By the way, right. that's the greatest Blade. Right, right, right. But I mean, he's got a bunch of TV stuff. Well, he's got Pacific Rim. Right. Is Pacific that only twelve? Shape movies. of Water. Yeah, Crimson yeah, yeah. And it, it, like nominated for I don't know how many awards. Well, he's got like eight Oscars. Dude, this guy is like it seems like he's he a power horror fantasy like stuff that you'd never seen before especially right. like in the hillboys right. and in pan's labyrinth and you know and uh yeah you know crimson peak was fine but the shape of just it's it's like wild because it's scary but it's like it's it's also like like uh like a i don't know what do you call those There's things that you tell kids well the fantasy Fa- yeah you know, fairy, fairy tales tale, i guess yeah. yes yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. but there's definitely some fantasy-esque elements to it do you know and what he like did in, one uh, of the best things that he did is with a guy named Chuck Hogan. He actually wrote a trilogy of books called The Strain. Hmm. And, okay, so I'm not much of a reader, like, for fun, right? Because I get home from work, and I'm just like, I just want right. to turn on some big booby horror movies, right? Right. And I want to relax my brain. And uh, <laughs> so, I, so I don't read a lot. Like, my wife reads constantly, and she's already gone through, like, 40 books this year. And it's like, Mar- it's like March, or, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, bro, no, I ain't trying to do that. Right. So... so so, but having read through all of those is a pretty big deal for me, oh, yeah. and I did oh, it because yeah. they were that good. So, um, so he came out. He did Chronos, mm-hmm. you know. Then he did Mimic, uh-huh. and I think he did that through Touchstone, right? I have no idea. And uh, those the the two brothers, uh, the the Schmuck brothers. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah yeah, the, yeah 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 Harvey Weinstein, the and, Weinsteins. Yeah, uh-huh. Totally like hated his shit, you know. Well, that's because they, that's because they're sexual predators. If you don't like Guillermo del Toro, you're a right. sexual predator, you asshole. So he was going to give up. He was. Gonna oh, really? Give, yeah. Tarantino is the one that pulled him back in. Oh, you're serious? That's yeah, cool. Absolutely. Interesting. And so he went back to a script that he had written in the '80s. Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of reminds me of Rush, the greatest rock band of all time. Oh my gosh, Rush, with the first album. Right. It was all right. Oh, you wait one too? That's no, a good album. Rush. Yeah, so, so that yeah. wasn't Rush. And then 
and, oh. then, and then they did Fly By Night. I'm just and, well, with the, and, and Chris of Steel. <laughs> I forgot and, that you like Rush. And I've and, got a tattoo and, and, and of Rush, studio, Michael. And then the studio is like, fucking get it together. So they went back and did 2112. To me, Devil's Backbone is 2112. Dude, to me, Devil's Backbone is Roll the Bones. That rap part. <laughs> that rap part in the middle of... I know you love that part. That's the, the only thing of Rush. Rush is one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Fight me. <laughs> all right, well, I ain't going to fight you, mostly because... I you mean, kick my ass. I don't, well, no, no, I wasn't going to... Well, what I'm saying is I'm not going to fight you because it's like... I literally gave a rant about new Metal at the opening right, of the right, show. Right, so it's right. like, come on. No, Rush. So, starring uh, Marisa Paradis, but, uh, and she is in The Skin That I Live In. She older lady. Yep. Yeah. She's yeah. hot, though, for an Dude. old lady. Yeah. And she's been in a ton of stuff. She was 10 years older in The Skin stuff. I Live. Oh, no kidding. I yeah. didn't I didn't yeah, make yeah. that connection, yeah. but once yeah. you said that. Oh, you see, I thought maybe you knew that. No. You know, and so. Oh, okay. No, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, and then Eduardo Noriega and uh, Federico Lupi and Fernando Telviv. And Ingo Gracias. By if the way, I, remember when we did our Japanese ones? Yeah, I'm like, you yeah. have to say it like, <laughs> You have to do these like, Fernando <laughs> I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. That's wild. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so the movie starts out in 1939. And this is very important. Mm. Uh, 1939. And it's toward the latter days of the Spanish Civil War. Okay. Right. Where you have the political party... Oh, the party of the president, the Republican Party. Nope. Nope. Yes. The fascist party. No. So it's obviously no, the left. No, no. The party that was in power right was the Republican. I understand that. It wasn't it wasn't Rep- uh, Yes, they were the Republican. And they were the Liberal Party. And then the fascists came in to and, and that's when the Civil War Oh, no started. kidding. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you were I thought you were pulling a quick one on me. No. So the Republican Party, so what you know? What what's going on is that the Republican Party is the party of the president, mm-hmm. which is the Liberal Party, right? It's then, all very confusing right, nowadays, right? right? Because the and words then, mean different things, right? Right. Well, if you remember back in the day, I don't remember. Well, back okay. In the well, day, if you so. history back in the day, it was you know, but history and started it's a, it's a, it's a, it's in nineteen ten <laughs> with with uh, Edison's Frankenstein, right? Right. So what's going on in Germany? You know, mm-hmm. with the with the Third Reich is happening, and this starts out in the thirty five, thirty six, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, so you've got the fascist party that's supported by Italy's Mussolini, uh-huh. who's taken over Ethiopia, right? Uh-huh. And he's like declared the new Roman Empire, Ooh. right? And okay. and Hitler and Mussolini are supporting uh, Franco and the fascist party, okay? Where Mexico and Russia are supporting the Liberal Party, the Republican Party, uh-huh. right, in this war. And so the what's going on is this little boy, Carlos, gets dropped off at an orphanage uh, near, um, uh, what is it, what is it, what is it? Um, anyway, yeah, it's out in the desert, it'll, it'll hit me. Um, it's out in the desert, and he doesn't know he's being dropped off by his tutor, right? And the tutor is actually fighting for the, for the Republican party. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's going there to meet with the doctor, uh, doctor. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We got, uh, uh, the Casares, Dr. Casares. Yeah. Right. And then there is Carmen who is played by Marissa Paradis and Carmen is, she kind of watches over, she's, you know, running the orphanage with the Dr. Casares. She's kind of like the principal of, uh, right, yeah. right, right. And so then you've got these cast of characters going on. Well, Carlos gets left by his tutor. Right. And then he meets a group of boys that's led by this one boy, Jaime, who's kind of a bully. You think he's like kind of a little shit. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there's this other Jacindo who's an, who was an older guy who, was raised in the orphanage, mm-hmm. and now he's there as the gra- groundskeeper, kind of taking care of handyman kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. And he is in love with, is it Carmen? Conchita. Conchita. Yeah, Conchita. Right? So you've got all this going on. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, uh, he's having an affair with uh, Carmen. Jacinto uh, is having an affair with Carmen. I think he's servicing her. Well, for he's, the... he, they're fucking. Right? Yeah. And, and Dr. 
uh, uh, Casares is in love with Carmen. Uh-huh. It's a right. big. It's just a big mess, right? You know what does this all mean? Mm, there's a. Dead I'll tell kid? you. Oh. I'll tell you. Carmen is Spain. Oh dear. Oh, we're, oh, we're doing this. Okay. Carmen is Spain. Okay. Because she's got the one leg. So <clears throat> Spain itself <clears throat> is, uh. You know, is handicapped. Okay. Spain, the country of Spain is. Did you read this, or are you just seeing this? Well, in the thing. Okay. Okay. And then Doctor Casares mm-hmm. is the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. He's an older man. He's been around for a while. He kind of mm-hmm. watches over the children. He's wise, but he's firm. You know, he mm-hmm. sets the rules. You know, but he's there to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jacente is kind of the, is the fascist. Is a fascist, yeah. kind of kind of rising up. Wanting to take mm-hmm. over. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So you have this going on. <clears throat> then you have the whole thing of uh, Carlos, you know, when he gets there, there's a bomb in the center mm-hmm. of the of the square. And then he sees the ghost of Santi, the little boy, uh-huh. right? And he's like, you know, this place is really trippy. Right. So and There is a lot going on, like right, you said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so you've got all these weird kind of... By, you know, like, like, like dual, you know, because when they talk about the bomb, when the little boys talk about the bomb, they, they say that it's been disarmed. Mm-hmm. But some of them the, don't the one believe boy, it. And, the yeah. one boy says that, no, you can still hear the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's in the center. Right. And so what does the bomb represent to me? The bomb kind of represents to me kind of an idol because they. They decorate it. They put ribbons on it, uh-huh. and they almost—they're afraid of it. Uh-huh. But they work around it, and there's kind of a worship to it, you know, like they know what it is, uh-huh. and it's a representation of what's happening, you know, around them. Uh-huh. But I don't know if they just really the fully instability get and all right, that, right? Because you know, yeah, it's wild, exactly. Uh-huh. And then of course, uh, Carlos is getting along. Uh, he they go out. They, they got to get some water. Uh-huh. Uh, Senti uh, uh, knocks over a pitcher. Uh-huh. They get water. In the middle of the night, so they're not supposed to be up. Right, right, right. And, and uh, you know, then the whole, there's some drama that happens there. You know, it's just, it, and it just goes into the, all this craziness. So, Senti is actually a representation of the lost children of Franco, which Franco was in, uh, was in power till he died in 75. Okay. And then they took over. And once he died, and, they, and the fascist party was no mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Then Spain came along and said, okay, check it out. All those associated with the whole fascist regime, mm-hmm. we're going to forgive and forget. Well, let me ask you something. Yeah. As you're, as you're um, talking about this, is this, did this come just from your vast knowledge of history? or Because, because you're right. I mean, so it seems like, I mean, when I watch a movie, right, right. especially like this, or I'll come home and I'll be like, yeah. okay, there's all this going on and I see that, but- Knowing it's a horror movie, yeah, I'm just like, okay, where does the where does the ghost fit in? You know, where does sure, sure. And the thing is, is I mean, I mean, it's not that uh, it's to me this movie was so sad, man. It is. Sad. It's like you have you have uh, what's his name, the main kid. I forget how Carlos. Carlos. He comes in and his tutor leaves. That's kind of right, a betrayal. Right. He, he runs after. He's abandoned. Him. He's he's yeah. So, so you that have is... You have all the kids. Even the even the uh, um, the bully type kid. It's like right. he's just sad as shit, man. They all are. They're and all it's just, just the, like. So this is we're dealing with the trauma of Spain of that time. That in the, the but I mean even if you yeah. look at it without putting it into that context, right? It's like this is a sad. You you have these people who are isolated. Right. Who if you were to take off, it's I mean. There's one car, right? Mm-hmm. And and it, if you if you don't have access to the car, it's a day's walk right, to, to the nearest town, right? To so town, you're in yeah. the middle of nowhere. You're in this wild place. Uh, you have this like kind of I don't know. It it looks like maybe an abandoned. Uh, what do you call that? Like a the church? Like a, yeah, like a. I was going to say, it, what are the the priests and the? Well, because the, because the, there's there's one scene when they're when they're the kids are in the school. Right, mm-hmm. and they're being taught, and there was a, there's a scene where uh, doctor, uh, the doctor's like, "Oh, you're you're bringing in Jesus in the, you know, they're, uh-huh. they're putting uh-huh. up the crucifix, and then uh, John the Baptist, they're putting up a statue of John right. the Baptist, right? Uh-huh. Okay, you know, so yeah, but, it looks like I mean, out in the middle of nowhere, right? And here, right, there's absolutely. these kids, right? And the thing is, is there's okay, so there's this whole drama thing, and I can't remember, but I think 
that uh, basically um, Pan's Labyrinth mm-hmm. was was it the same war yes. that it took place? And in? I'll talk yes. about that. Okay. I'll talk about. It. But the thing is, so you've got that war there, and that's the background of that. Then you have this whole other story, you know, within within you know with right. the with the fantasy part and, right. and with the little girl and all that stuff. But with this movie is similar. In fact, uh, Guillermo del Toro didn't he say something like they're 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 like pair a pair of movies. This is the masculine and that's the feminine. Yes, and absolutely. I just I just read that, but yeah. it, and it makes sense. I haven't seen like I haven't seen Penn's Labyrinth in years and years. Right, I right. remember all I remember really is the visuals. I don't you know I it it didn't it wasn't a straight up horror movie. It was more of a fairy tale type yeah, of thing. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. And that's why and I think this is kind of the same thing. But what I'm getting at is so you have all that and you could have a totally like heartbreaking drama right, by itself right, with that, right? right? And this is God, this is just sad, right? It is. But because I mean you have Jacinto Jacinto who's trying to rip the place off so he can get out of there and right. you know and make his fortune and blah blah Nobody's blah. happy in the movie. No. There's and the, no and then happiness. you throw in the ghost part of it, right? Right. Right. And the little boy, the uh, Sente, who was was murdered. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He just wants he just wants retribution. And the thing is is I remember I for some reason and tell me, tell me if you agree or if, yeah. if whatever. But this time I watched it, um, it seemed like that was a much smaller part of the movie itself than than when the, the first time I watched it for some reason. I mean, but it, but I mean, it's there. It's a thing. It. I mean, it, it's kind of a MacGuffin where it where that's oh by the way that's why they're out of their they're out of their room when and they right. catch Jacinto right. trying to break the trying to break the into the, the um. The, the safe and stuff like well, that, right? Well, for for me, the first time I watched it, definitely was more of a ghost flick. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know you're, you're you're like, did Jaime, did the the other little did Jaime kill Sente? You know, because because mm-hmm. you remember Carlos finds the drawing mm-hmm. in his book of Sente right. with the, with the mm-hmm. bleeding head and everything, mm-hmm. but he was with him, right? So you're almost led to believe that he's you know, and he's kind of an mm-hmm. asshole kid, mm-hmm. right? But he's just suffering. I'm not, and I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, there are very few, I mean, there's, there's a lot of this kind of movie out there where it's like, oh, there's a, there's an unsettled ghost who wants to tell you something so that they can be free or, or or get their revenge or so that their story can be told and whatever. And I don't tend to like that kind of movie very much um, with the big exception of A Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon and all that. So I love that movie. I love that movie so much. But it's like, but that's kind of what this turned into a little bit. Mm. And it's like, I remember, like, the, I mean, this is a gorgeous film. It, I mean, and it's, oh, it's yeah. you watch it and it gets to you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know if I, the, the first time I was like, whoa. Right. Wow. Well, because it was all new. And he, so watching it again, yeah. you knew about the ghost. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, oh, okay. You know, but I still, I'm able to like pick out things like you're, mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying. It's like, okay, now what is this all a representation of? Mm-hmm. You know, what is this an allegory of? Mm-hmm going on so i so i didn't know about that so i i didn't really look at it like that right, at all sure. i just kind of looked at it like just god dang it, how all, sad is this stuff it's all happening. and then there's this one scene like it was, there's this one scene when the kids are in the classroom where you could see that it was a church because there is the monastery shadow there's the shadow of where a cross was on mm-hmm. the wall mm-hmm. right but what the teacher was teaching was that of cavemen you know, of Neanderthals fighting sure. woolly mammoths. Mm-hmm. So kind of not so Adam and Eve-ish. Gotcha. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this secular education that's happening, mm-hmm. right? I thought to myself too, what, what, um, what do you call, what a, uh, what do you, what is it called when somebody is gives is out there to do charity like a business he, he does this side of its work too anyway but what these people are in there yeah. during the middle of the civil war right with with uh so few you know so little food and so you know so few like things that they actually need they have they get one piece of soap for a year or something yeah, like that, yeah, right yeah. and yet here they are still bothering to teach these kids right you know school it's like God, that's rough i mean you right. know, you're in the middle right. of nowhere in this dust bowl. But anyways, yeah. now I really liked the movie. Again, I liked it, but I just the second time I was just like, I knew what was gonna happen. I knew I just remember it being a lot creepier. Mm. I remember I remember that part of the movie being a lot more um f- front and center in my mind than it right. was this right. time. I definitely feel that the special effects 
still stand up. Yeah, even though it's 20, you know? 22 years old. Huh? Absolutely. I still feel like mm-hmm. the movie stands up as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's amazing. The acting is fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. the kids are great. Well, and that's one thing about Guillermo del Toro. I mean, yeah. you may not, uh, you know, like exactly where, what he's doing with the story or with whatever. I mean, I there's it's hard for me to say that about any one of his movies, um, but uh, but he the way he does it is always going to be top notch. It's always going to be very high quality. Oh, yeah. He finds people that can play the roles perfectly, and he uses those people. In fact, this is uh, this is one of his only movies that didn't have uh, Doug Jones and or uh, uh, Ron Perlman in it. Oh right, you know? right, so, sure, sure. So sure. it's like uh, you know, I don't know if he had the money. He went, you know, he went. Back well, he was then. still pretty new back then right. too. Yeah, for but sure. he did the the the. Um, the doctor in this was mm. I th- was the main guy in Chronos. Uh, um, right. So he I've never seen Chronos. Oh, it's so, it's weird. Yeah. It's we- it's really weird. Is it? I got to. I remember it watching out. the Tower in the nineties. Going, Jesus, doesn't <laughs> seem like any vampire movie I've seen right, before. Right. But right. Right. Anyway. Now, Devil's Backbone. There's so much going on in it. Uh-huh. You know, um, I love it. I think it's a good story. You know, it's a. Uh, I do too, but know. man, it bums me out. It's definitely it's like, a bummer. A, yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's a bigger message than just a horror movie. Yeah. And it's funny because we were talking before we started recording and we're like, man, these two movies are too heavy, man. Next time we're doing some big, we're going to call it big titty horror big movies. Titty horror. <laughs> so, so we don't go through the sadness. Again yeah. Anyway. No, but I, I definitely feel like if you're a fan of movies in general, yeah. horror or anything. Mm-hmm. I, well, these, I think these, these definitely. and we'll and we'll talk about this a little bit, but yeah. it's like these are like more artistic than oh, the, these, what, these, the, the drama and whatever. In Guillermo del Toro, I mean, even his big budget ones, uh, the Hellboy and stuff like that. There is a lot of visual and of nuanced interactions and right, all this stuff. Right, and that's right. what he does. Right, you know, right, so right. he's he's done it since the very beginning. So, yeah. I give. I mean, I say go check it out. I. I just I don't know I think that it was like man when I watched this I was bummed like bummed you bummed bumming me out man jeez so anyway that's all I got to say nice nice we got some trivia coming up next you ready oh I'm never ready for trivia all right, we'll be right back I don't care if you're not ready. <laughs> Live from Salt Lake City, it's your favorite game show, Corpse Cast Trivia. Master, wouldn't they need brains for that? Well, as big as their heads are, there's bound to be something in there, one would hope. Anyway, on with the show. All right, it is trivia time, and uh, I don't know, I mean... (laughs) I thought th- I thought to myself when we started, it's like okay, well, yeah, bringing Steve on the show. Should we should we just do a, how we used to do it with Shane, where he's asking me, uh, and that's it, or should we just do this? And so far, we haven't decided to change the change the format of the of the way we're doing it now. So let's keep it going. It works for me. Grab yeah. it. Let's yeah. go. Right. Two, two of those. Oh, we changed it. I'm uh, I oh, yeah, moved out. I played yeah. some records. This. Oh shit! I hope he. All right, you pick it. All right. All right, so, all right, let's do the on three to see who goes first. Okay, you ready? One, two. All right, do you want me, am I, am I, uh, are you reading first? I'll read first. All right, here we go. I lost. I'm the visitors. I'm the top of the inning. Okay, here we go. Um, What record is playing in Skeleton Key that helps Violent, uh, Violet and Carolina switch bodies. Is it, um, uh, oh shoot, I know what this is. It's Buck Cherry. You fuck so good, but I'm top of it. Just kidding, I have no idea. <laughs> I hate that song, by the way. Yeah, Conjurer's Sacrifice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You hate, you hate, uh, I, no, it's not that, you know, y'all crazy bitch, you know. It's not that I hate it. That. It's not that I hate that song so bad. It's right. I hate the people who love that song. I should tell you. I should tell you my story about that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, how long is it? Maybe it's not very long. Uh, okay, okay. Do do uh, are they going to listen? Are, you, are they going to get in yeah, trouble? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. So I was. I went and saw Kiss a number of years back, right mm-hmm. in Oakland, at the Oakland Arena, 
and uh, Buck Cherry was opening for him. Oh. And and so we got there kind of late, and they're like, all right, now we're going to do this song, our last song. And, you know, this is for all you crazy bitches out there. If you're a crazy bitch, I want you to stand up. And all these oh, oh. fucking 40-something women. Bro, that's exactly. Up. These and, ladies with and the tramp stamps and, they're, and the it, titties down to their knees. It, in and, the oh. <laughs> Bro. And so there's this gal in front of us that it was, it's just like they're all around us, really. Yeah. And and we well, I went in. to a Kiss show out in Usana, and I know the kind of woman who goes to see Kiss so, now in these so day and age. We we got seats way way. We we got there really fucking late. Yeah. We got we got tickets. We got seats way at the top, uh-huh. and we're right in front of the of the ADA se- section. So there are all these guys in in wheelchairs and stuff like that. <laughs> and so we snuck in a bunch of booze. Yeah. And we're drinking with these guys. We got some flasks and we're drinking with these guys and we're just laughing at all these chicks. And there's this one in front of us that she's standing up. She's singing the crazy bitch song and she keeps on smacking her guys. She's loaded already. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's yeah. fucked up. And she's like, you better stand up. You better. I'm a crazy bitch. And she, uh, it's like, kissing. lady. Lady, stop it. I'm not sure how you possibly embarrass yourself worse than that was it. That oh was it. You better clap. You better clap for this pussy. It's like, <laughs> wow, lady. Bitch. It's like, no offense, but your pussy lips are clapping themselves. Okay, so you don't. Sorry, 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 sorry. You're not All right, sorry. number one. That's sorry. Which agent replaced Fox Mulder as Dana Scully's partner in the X Files? Oh, um, the dude from Terminator 2, the yeah. liquid guy. Um, I fucking can't remember his name. Oh, that's too bad. Don't don't Google. I see. No, you I'm Go- not going to Google. I'm just turning my flight. Bro, no Google. No Google. Uh huh. Okay. No, no, no. John Doggett. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Did we do this one? I swear that was. Anyway, who cares? Let's go. See, you, you mixed them up. You mi- okay? All right. Let's see. No, I don't remember that question. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Um. I do. I think we did this one, dude. Did we? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Put that because I remember the uh-huh. one. Just, just put this one back, and, and I think. But you asked me those questions, right. so let me, let me, let me uh, pick one from the very middle, and I'll, and I'll read you the top one okay. again. So we won't count that one. Oh, you're lucky. You're crazy, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I hate that song so bad. <laughs> All right, here's your real one. Okay, right. who does Johnny Smith realize? Oh, where's my? Oh. Oh, I didn't know you gave me yours, too. I should have looked at the... You should have looked already. Okay. Who does Johnny Smith realize will become a disastrous president in Stephen King's The Dead Zone? Oh, right. Uh, Uh, Martin Sheen. uh, Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. The ice is going to break. Who does Johnny Smith realize? Yeah. Yeah. Martin Sheen was Martin Sheen. What's the character's name? Yeah. Oh fuck! I don't fucking remember. Johnny Stilson. Oh right, right. But it's Martin Sheen. But it's Martin Sheen. It's you Martin don't get Sheen. that, bro. All right, all right. Half, <laughs> half a point. I'll give you half a point for that. <laughs> all right. What is the name of the vampire bar in Shreveport that Eric Northman owns in True Blood? Oh, I have no idea, bro. Oh, I did yeah. not. I, I watched one episode one, of that, and I was like. Oh, I love that. I love that movie. I, I love hate that, that show, bro. No, it was one. so... I feel like it was for women. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Fang-tasia. I don't know. What? Fang- Fangtasia. Oh, no kidding. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so that's yellow, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was yellow. Which rogue member of the powers that pro- possessed Cordelia Chase for a time in... E- which rogue member of the powers that be... Possessed Cordelia Chase for a time in Angel, 1999 to 2004. Oh, I have no idea. My I goodness. I didn't I even watch no that. Clue. I knew who Cordelia Chase was because she was in Buffy. Yeah, but yeah. Jasmine, the Blessed Devourer. Of these course. Are, these if you hard. say so. Jesus yeah, Christ. These are hard. All right. Orange one, right? Okay. Um, What film series began in 1978 and claimed to include footage of actual deaths in, uh, actual deaths in it. Faces of death. Turn up the radio. That shit scared. That that's, that scared me. What you know? What you know? What fucked me up the most? What? The monkey. Dude, yes. The monkey. When that, yeah, when yeah, their when heads are yeah, under, yeah, and they're like they're, that yeah. one chick's hitting it with the hammer and yeah. screaming Dude. and screaming and like. Hey, Dude, you, know, you know what's yeah. so funny is that you bring that up because yeah. I that I, fucked me up the most. This was this this was meant to be talked about today yeah. because 
So Blockbuster Video put, they redid their website, and they right. said, oh, you know, here, we're back, whatever. Right, right. And I remember that people forget that they're like, Blockbuster was the big bad, the big bad corporate. Oh, without you know, They came in and got yeah. rid of all the mom-pop shops. Right. I remember, like, movie buffs. Top Hat, a bunch of these, you know. Right, right. But the, the gas station I worked at as a kid rented movies, right? Yeah. And the thing is, like, they were the big bad ones. But I remember they're talking about the 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 back, pardon me, the back room with the with the beaded uh, curtains. <laughs> Not Absolutely. only did they have softcore porn because yeah. we're all in, in right. Utah and you, right. Right. it's illegal or something, but uh, they had things like Faces of Death. Oh yeah. However, oh, I yeah. remember picking up something called Traces of Death. Which were actual saw. real killings. It had Bud Dwyer memory shot so, his face out. Oh yeah, like, yeah. The, the, oh yeah, the, with the, the city council member. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. So you're saying say faces of death man. isn't real? Yeah, faces of death is not real, bro. The fuck are you talking about? Nope. Look it up. Are you fucking kidding me? No, the, no, I'm not joking. Thirty-five fucking years I've been thinking <laughs> faces of death were real. I've been that monkey scene wasn't real. No, I don't think so. Are you fucking? I don't kidding know. Me? I'm not sure. Maybe somewhere, some, some not. But I think it was just a fake Mondo film. The bear knocking that guy's I do head not, off. I don't remember. I don't remember the whole thing, but I'll tell you what. It's, uh, yeah, it's not. Like, I remember, remember they had the like the electrocution thing. Yeah. They had, yeah. No, yeah. I think that was fake, man. Fuck that. Yeah, sorry. No, fuck it. They away. made like five of those. Here's my. Yeah. I'll read to you. Look it up. You can, well, let's look it up at break. How all about right, that? All right, all right. Is it my turn or your turn? No, no, no I just don't want to. your turn. That was orange, right? Yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. because yeah, you're, you're the home team. Right. How did Kolzak torture Abby in Trans-Siberian from 2008? Oh, Jeez, that's a hard one. fucking idea. I don't know. Cutting don't her know. legs. Oh, God. I've never even I've heard of that. I've never, never heard of that. All right. All right. Oh, man. Who directed the film adaptation of The Mist? Oh, shoot. Oh, I know. I can see him. It's... Uh... Oh crap, bro! Frank Darabont. Turn, Turn up the radio. Good job, man. Just nice, came. nice. Oh, that one hurt my brain a little bit. Yeah. Holy shit! All right, here we go. That was red, right? Yeah. Which Academy Award-winning director helmed Phobia from 1980, where a doctor's patients were killed by their fears? I've never even heard of that. What? Read it again. Which Academy Award-winning director helmed yeah. Phobia from 1980, where a doctor's patients are killed by uh, their fears? Easy. John Huston. Oh, fuck. All right. Ugh. Um, Which heavy metal singer... Oh, God. <laughs> which heavy metal singer played the president in Return of Newcomb High, uh, a, a.k.a. Volume 2, 2017? Oh, my oh. gosh. I... Oh my gosh! If you don't get this, you're a pussy. Well, I'm a pussy yeah, either way. Yeah, Let's yeah. be real. Okay, but so what? Rocker? Yeah, heavy metal singer. Um, oh, I've seen this too. I remember. I'm in. I'm in before where I lived here before this place in the basement. Yeah, I watched. I that remember that by myself. That. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I I have no. I, I remember, remember the basement. Is, I can't remember. Who is it? The Ace of Spades. Oh, yeah. Lemmy. I'm an Lemmy idiot. Yeah. I'm a pussy. Oh, my God. But uh, like I said, even if I would have got that, I. You know, the first time I saw Motorhead was on The Young Ones. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Scared the fuck out of me. Do you know the Scared only time I saw him was here when he played for 10 minutes? Oh, dude. <laughs> That's the only time I ever saw oh, yeah, him. Yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and then he was dead not two weeks later. Uh, one of the best shows I ever went to was, um, what was it? Uh, um. It was Ario, it was Ario Speed Dealer, Fu Manchu, uh-huh. Nashville Pussy, and Motorhead. No kidding, that would have been Maritime fun. Hall in San Francisco. Man, yeah. you know what? That that would have been the slowest tempoed concert I've ever been to until Motorhead comes on. They were like, they'd seem like they're sped up because you got Fu Manchu. Ario Speed Dealer? Are you kidding? Oh, I don't know that. Oh, oh, dude, you know, Chainsaw Rock and Roll. Okay, well, up awesome mine then. Up mine. Yeah. Nashville Pussy. They're awesome. they're slow. What? Oh Jesus Christ! Maybe there. Maybe yeah. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. That was with the first uh, bass player, Corey, whatever, smoking hot. Oh my gosh! You ready? Yeah. That was blue. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which twin had a blue glowing radioactive hand in Class of Newcomb High Three? The good, the bad, and the subhumanoid. Uh, I don't know. What it says Adlai or Dick? A D L A I or Dick? 
It's a 50-50. Dick. Yeah. Turn, Turn up the radio. radio. I never even seen it. I, I never even Well, it was 50-50. You got it. <laughs> so it's two to one and a half yeah. going into the last right. round, bro. What does Raymond do to Rex at the end of The Vanishing? He buries him alive. Turn up the radio. That was a good one. Yeah, That's I like that one a lot. Yeah. All right, just to finish this one up. All right, here we go. Why did Mark put a mirror on the camera as he filmed victims in Peeping Tom 1960? Camera. I don't know. I never... So the people could see themselves being murdered. Oh, fuck. Make them watch their own deaths. Oh. Cool. Well, that's Rough. again. I'm, I'm still doing so you're pretty still good. champion. Right, well, yeah. bro, come on. All right, so uh, here we go. We're going to play a trailer for uh, The Skin I Live In, and we will be right back to talk about that one. Nice. All right, everybody, we're back, and you just heard the trailer for The Skin I Live In from 2011. IMDb gives us a 7.6. It was written and directed by a guy named Pedro Almodovar. Yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, well, okay, so besides it was... He kind of based it off a book by the name of My Gale, written by a guy named Theo... Or by a person. I don't, I don't know if this is a male or female name, or I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Thierry Yonkate? That's probably what? the worst. What? T-H-I-E-R-R-Y. Thierry? Okay. Young K. Yeah. John Quet. <laughs> okay, I did, I did my best. All right, leave me alone. But uh, Pedro Almodovar has about uh, 40 writing credits, 40 directing credits. Uh, literally nothing that I've seen ever, except for this one. Okay? Right, sure. Starred Antonio Banderas, the oh, Anto Antonio Banderas, is Dr. Robert Ledgard, Elena Anya, Anaya, by the way, one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Oh, yeah. Is Vera Cruz. Uh, Marisa Perez is Marielia, which was Carmen from the movie that we uh, talked about a second ago, The Devil's, uh, I say The Devil's Rejects, The Devil's Backbone. Jan Cornette is Vincent Julian Pinheiro. Vincente, sorry. Vincente. <laughs> Jeez, my, Man. this is getting, it's getting rough. <laughs> I feel like my, I feel like I need a new, uh, um, like I, like contact. You mean glasses? Uh, well, I have glasses. Uh. I'm wearing contacts, but I feel like I need a new prescription anyways. Ah. Uh. We got, uh, his name's probably Jan Cornette, is Vincente, or Jan. I don't, why do I even Jan. second guess myself? Because I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Roberto Alamo is Zeka. And uh, Blanca Suarez is Norma Ledgard and a bunch of other people that we are not. Uh, we, we have uh, credits all the way down to Concha Buica is the wedding singer. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep going with that. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to tread very lightly when I talk about this movie because uh, it lives and dies on the big uh, reveal, okay? And the thing is, is there's temporal shifts, meaning we go, we, we're into the movie for 20 minutes and all of a sudden it shoots yeah, back yeah. to another time and then we go back and forth and all this stuff. Uh, uh, there's a couple of different stories in this. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, there's a, like even a super bizarre, almost absurd, weird section that we will also talk about, but anyway, so let me let me let me get do my best. So Doctor Lagarde is a brilliant scientist and doctor. Antonio Benderas, and, and, and very handsome, if I do say so <laughs> myself. Um, but uh, basically, he's working on a um, a fake skin, like a, a man made skin to put on, because it basically it's been his life's like whatever is ever since his wife died in a fiery car accident. Blah blah blah. Right. And so he's decided what he's going to do is he's going to go ahead and uh, become a plastic surgeon, create this new skin called Gal, G-A-L. And uh, he's going to make that. And, and uh, as far as everybody else knows, he's going to you know use it for good, right? However, after a while, we start to realize that maybe he doesn't have 
the most ethical approach to creating and testing the skin. Doesn't matter. Long story short, he's out there, and then he's a very rich man. He's got a whole, uh, what do you call that, a clinic in his home, right? In essence, he's... <laughs> okay, so you're watching this movie. Talk about the temporal shifts, right? You start the movie, you've got this guy. He comes home, and there is a mysterious woman who is locked up in his house, right? And it's not like a, it's not like an awful jail. It's like a very nice... You know, a room, of course, uh, he's perving on her. He's got the cameras. He's looking in on her all the time. And she's wearing, uh, and we find out that he's using, he's testing the skin on her. And, uh, but there's something underneath there that there's a whole another level of stuff going on, right? Anyway, so uh, we, we kind of get that storyline and uh, we start to learn who she is. Well, no, we don't really start yet to know who she is, but we start to get to know her. And get to know what she's like and get to know some of her likes, dislikes. We also understand that that she's kind of starting to get Stockholm Syndrome, potentially. You know, stuff like that. But uh, we got that whole thing going on. But one day, and this is the absurd part, right? This guy named Zika. He shows up. He is the, um, what would you call, uh, what would you call Carmen? Her name is not Carmen. Mariella in this Yeah, show. right. It's her. She's basically the the it's housekeeper her, of the. Well, yeah, she's the yeah, she's the caretaker. Cook, she's the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she runs the she runs the house, yeah, right? Which is an amazing house. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, this dude's Incredible. rich as shit. Yeah. So, but so it's his son, or sorry, it's her son. He shows up, um, and but apparently he's a big criminal and she, Yeah, he let she lets his her son in. They start talking. She's like, okay, well, he's like, damn. Well, now I'm gonna steal money and don't get in my way. Or I'll kill you, mom. He finds he finds the woman, uh, which whose name is Vera Cruz, like I Vera. said, yeah. and uh, goes in and bangs her, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I remember you," I, you know, because never mind. I don't want to give too much away. It's just, I'm sorry, the, but the thing is, is there's so many like wow moments in this, right? Anyways, so we got this whole thing, and then we and then we find out that uh, that uh, uh, you know we we I talked about how uh, Dr. Legard's wife burned up so that's why he did the skin we find out that um he had a daughter who went through an equally traumatic experience and you know and kind of uh passed away and a bunch of stuff like that right and then out of nowhere we start on this whole separate storyline about this dressmaker and her son and, and all this other stuff right that's all i'm gonna say like literally i think that the best part about this movie is that you have no idea what's going on I mean, I could tell you, but it, I feel like it would ruin it. I mean, wouldn't you agree with me? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it brings up so many questions of identity. Oh yeah, you oh, know. And well, there's there's a lot of it. We got again, like the movie we just talked about: right. desperation, sadness, anxiety, issues of mental health. Oh yeah, and I mean, free it, will. It, exactly. In this one as well, we have I you know gender identity. Right. We have all this uh, so much stuff going on, and yet this is. Like there are parts of this movie that are some of the most harrowing. Like when you when you're, I'm trying to pull back and not. There there is there is a there's a person in this that is there against his or her will, and things are being done to him or her, and he or her or whatever them. Yeah, it's I mean it's just just the sadness in the eyes the the desperation all this stuff it's like i don't know why but we're like that steve's like hey let's do some uh, spanish movies and i'm like bro why don't we do the two saddest most wild movies of all time to make us all depressed why don't we do that the difference between this one and that one in devil's backbone is this one had a crazy like twist. A, a crazy twist, twist. it was like at the end of the day i'm like holy shit i forgot how sad everything right, is right and i'm like what the holy shit what'd you think about it I was, you know, had never seen it before. Uh-huh. So I went in, you know, just like, okay, what's going on? And, you know, come on, Antonio Banderas. Oh, right? we love right. him. Come on, come on. Right. And so I saw that it scored pretty well in IMDb. I didn't uh-huh. really reading reviews or anything. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go in, you know, into it. And I really liked it. Good. I thought it was, I thought, it, I thought the twists, the plot twists were good. At first I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Uh-huh. You know. But I really liked the twist in it and the ending. I liked how yeah. they did that in the beginning, yeah. though. It's like yeah. because you're just thrust into Antonio Banderas with this new skin substitute, right? Right. right? And then you come in blind 
to this whole situation where he's got a woman in this room that he's watching, he has a relationship with, right, and all this right. stuff. It's like, you're just like, what? How in the holy shit did this happen? Yeah, he's, he's keeping this pet. Exactly. You know. But we we eventually get to know that with the temporal shifts, and I, I love the way that they told yeah, this story. Yeah. I love the way. And it was not, it's not exactly Pulp Fiction-y, even, even though Pulp Fiction did a lot of that temporal shift, stuff like that. Right, sure. And the, so this was kind of a, a two or th- you know three storyline type thing that came all together. But it wasn't like Pulp Fiction. But the thing is, the way they presented it, it was it, it, ver- it ended up being very cohesive towards the end. And at the end, you're just like, holy shit. Right, right. What I, I liked, I liked what I liked about the movie where it's kind of everything that's happening around. I really love the art in the house. And yeah. just how the house is uh, decorated, the art and the music. I thought the music was very tastefully done. The soundtrack to it, you know, mm-hmm. um, all really amazing and going around. Antonio Banderas does a good job. I think well, he's he a did, great actor. You know, I mean, we see him job. in a ton of stuff. But yeah. I, I was more impressed. He was in Spy every, Kids, right? I, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I was more impressed with more with everybody else around mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas's character. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Everybody in this, like they, I mean, obviously there was some the 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 Mariella who was Carmen in the last movie. Is, yeah, and yeah. She did. She put it on another good performance. Oh, like amazing awesome. performance. Everybody in this, even the crazy uh, guy, her son, who actually I in forgot, the, in the, in I the forgot the to mention, he was in the tiger outfit because <laughs> he had to hide his face because he was wanted for something. It, it but was carnival, carnival was going on. It was carnival going on? So, right. so, but the thing is, it's like. This was, like I said, it was horror adjacent, and I'm not going to lie to you. It's like, there's a long, I mean, the first time I watched it, somebody told me to watch it, and I've seen it before. Yeah. But I'm watching, I'm like, why? First of all, I don't know what the shit's going on. Right. And second of all, why is this a horror movie? And then we start to twist and turn. Right, and sure. Put it sure. all together. I'm like, oh, f- oh right. my gosh. I mean, the amount of, of like mental manipulation, gaslighting Dude. that's going on. And it's like. Who's manipulating who? Exactly right. This. And we still, I mean, even at the, even towards the end, do you know? Yeah. Do you, I mean, but what a long con. Oh, yeah. If, if, oh, if yeah. the different person was doing it, right? Right. It was, it's a total mind kind of fuckery. No, and that, that's exactly yeah. what I have. I have a mind F. The thing is, is like I said, this was, is about, it's, it's horror adjacent. I hate saying that works. It was, yeah. just, but this is about as art house as I like to get, right? I mean, there, I mean, I feel like this is a good level of it where there's, you know, you're. It's not super. It's not pretentious. You no, know, it's not like. But it's, it's very not European. like you have to. Well, it's very European. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, you got guys like Gaspard Noe. Uh, you guys got Lars von Trier. Right. You right. know, I mean, it, or who are kind of like. I mean, I feel like see, they're like Lars von Trier, especially is a little bit more. It kind of reminded me of a era. what was that Lars von Trier movie with, with the end of the world. Um, Oh shit! Um, it's like it's like there's this planet gonna come and collide with Earth, oh. and it came out around the same time period. I forget the name. You, oh, I'm not sure. You know, it's it's, but it's it's like what the hell? Is I know, like the Antichrist yeah. or the hospital. What was that hospital one? The Kingdom Hospital, right, or right, right, stuff like yeah. that. But Antichrist, the Kingdom well, is what it was. Yeah, called. the Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and also he did a movie called. Uh, oh no, 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 yeah, that was was that Lars von Trier who did um, Nymphomaniac. Yeah, Nymphomaniac. Who did uh, the house that Jack built? Was I can't remember. Oh, right, right. Um, I don't remember. But anyways, yeah. uh, those dudes' movies are wild. And the thing is, is I mean, yeah, maybe you could look at it and you could say, oh, this is pretentious a little bit. This part like Antichrist, man. All I know is they had to they had to get a stunt dick for for the Green or, Goblin because it was his dick was, was too big. Or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, heard, I heard that guy's Willem, dick is so Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. <laughs> but it's like you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. If I'm if I'm my dick's gonna be in that first of all, you'd have to get the the, the like the micro the telescopic lens to get mine on there, right? So you could see it. Right. But uh, I'm just saying I don't. That's not a scene I want my dick in. It seems like a lot of traumas potential. Oh man. But but here's the thing. Uh, and you know, remember Irreversible or by Gaspar Noe and uh, oh shoot, what was that other movie? Anyways, all the, he did like a trilogy of of all this stuff, and it's like uh, I Stand Alone was another one. Anyway, really, that, that's, I mean, I like some of it, but this one did not seem, it did seem European, but it did not seem pretentious. It seemed about as pretentious as maybe the Ninth Gate. The Ninth Gate seemed very European as well. Absolutely. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is this was like a straight up drama, but like I said, kind of horror. Uh, the thing that you got to make it through the whole thing and then. 
by by about the third act is wild and you'll be like oh shit this is why i sat through the whole thing because i had no idea what's going on exactly why does everything hurt so bad and we'll just leave that for your imagination and uh then we figured out and i'm just like by the way, who writes this shit? I don't know. It's like, oh my gosh. So Melancholy is the movie that I was thinking that Lars von Trier did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Melancholy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, well, yeah, I, okay, so yeah. I never saw it, but I, you know, I've heard of oh, it. Oh, you should check it out. I, I like Melancholia a lot. No, I really That's like with the, uh, Kirsten Dunst, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I like the, the, the skin that I live in. It was really good. I like the twists. I like the, uh, it's, it, it left me with like thinking about, it's like, well, what about free will? You know, yeah, exactly. And what, and what about, you know, uh, I without getting too too into it, you know, I don't want to give anything. But I mean, what about but, what? Know. What would lead you to have Stockholm syndrome to right, that level? Right, what? Right. What? What would they? lead you? Well, I was just—that's exactly what I was about to do. Or who was gaslighting who? Right. Or right, you know, whatever. Right. And it's like it's a whole thing that you think about after. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's just like who's leading who on? Yep. Who's in charge here? You know. I don't know, but here's the thing, though. I remember when the first time we talked about, uh, I talked about, uh, I spit on your grave. Yeah. And I think about this a lot because it's like, yeah, she, the, the lady got raped, but the depths that she went to of depravity to her own body. Oh, yeah. To get revenge. Oh, yeah. You know, was wild to me. And now that's why the 1978 version will always be better far, than the one from far, 2000. Far. The, the remix 2010. Because, I mean, those were good. They were violent. But the thing is, she never. Uh, became super um, vulnerable again, like Camille Keaton did in the 1978 version of it. And I think that's why that'll always be much more powerful. And the thing is, is if that's the case, what we're talking, what we're talking about, it's the same kind of thing. But we don't really know. Right. We're we're right. guessing. We're right. saying, is this this way? Is it not? Who knows? Mm. I don't. I loved it. Let me. I did. So I don't usually do this, but I was like, okay, Michael, you are more of a big titty horror movie guy, <laughs> which I am. Okay. Who doesn't love big Let's titty know, horror? If you're listening to us, you probably love big, big titty, titty horror. horror. Yeah. But so in number, and the thing is, is I want to read a prose take because number one, um, I couldn't said this better myself since I'm not a writer or a real film critic. But uh, in October, 2011, New York times critics pick review man, M A N O H L A Dargis. God, what's with these people's names? Called the film an existential mystery, a melodramatic thriller, a medical horror film. Is it a medical horror film or a polymorphous extravaganza? It takes time to get a handle on the story, and even then, your grip may not be secure. And that's true, right? Because right. who knows? Uh, though it's instantly clear that something is jumping beneath the surface here, threatening to burst forth, Vera's plight and the temporal shifts help create an air of unease and barely controlled chaos. An unsettling vibe that comes that becomes spooky when Ledgard puts on the white lab coat and begins doing strange things with the blood. Let's see. Let me I'll, I'll, real quick. There are times that the skin I live in when it feels as the whole thing is going to fly into pieces. Uh, as complication is piled onto complication, new characters and intrigues are introduced amid horror melodrama slapstick. Yet Mr. Almodovar's control remains virtue, virtuosic. And the film hangs together completely secured by Vera Ledgard and a relationship that is a Pandora's box from which identity, gender, sex, and desire spring. And it's like, yes. It's like everything that, 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 that I feel like that That's, was a very good, it. a very good, just short, kind of short description of it. And uh, you'll understand when you watch it. Uh, and the thing is, is this kind of made me sick. Like even the second time I watched this going, oh, it's kind of... It's kind of just like what people went through the, what people uh, what people went through, what people are willing to do, you know. Right, oh, right. It was it was a wild one. I love this one. I give it a high buy. See, I'm I'm I liked it. I didn't love it. No, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah? And as far as like medical horror, I would think it, I go to more like Cronenberg. Uh, well, like Dead Ringers. Yeah. Well, Cronenberg. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it. I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'll be like, oh, I got to see that again. Well, do you know? do it like I did and wait ten years so yeah, you sure, kind of sure. forget about the nuance. Sure, yeah. yeah, no, but it was good. It was a good yeah. watch. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. So that's I guess we all we got for the uh, for the show this evening. Um, go ahead if you want to give us any feedback. Call three eight five three five one nine two seven three. Go ahead. Well, we didn't do the bone phone. Well, there's no calls. That's why we didn't do it. I'm so disappointed. Well, we we it's just still kind of a thing. We'll see if we get into it. We we put more. 
put more effort into like putting it out on the internet. I like so the people calls. call. It's my. Fa- it's not my. It's one of my favorite things. So, dude, maybe yeah. we could go out. We could come up. You come up with the questions. Have people call in. Get people on. You just you just got to keep it going. You got to put it out there. Man, I got tired of doing that. Do Honestly, I kind of I kind of got tired of putting it out there. So, it's like I <laughs> so kind of fell call off. Us, call us on the bone phone. 385-351-9273. Ask us anything. Go to corpsecollective.com. <laughs> ask us anything. I'm not saying I'll answer much, but oh, you can ask. You can ask. <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever fine podcasts are found. But uh, that's all we got for tonight. So for the Corpse Cast, we'll catch you guys later. How many people do I have to kill?